0: Hello everybody and welcome back to part two
1: of this episode of Move. Jamie, are you ready? Dude, I'm always ready. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be inspired, which is our word that we love to use. Let's do this. Part two of Move.
0: How do you go about building your team? I know for us at Candy Kittens, it's, I can speak from experience, that is one of the hardest parts of, of my life is actually finding good people. Um, how do you do it?
2: I mean, it is, it is really hard. I think, um, I don't have a formula. There's no formula, but I think it's about, I get involved personally in the recruitment process across Mm -hmm. the business. Yeah. So obviously for senior hires, I'm kind of leading the process, but even right the way to our kind of most junior hires, I ask whoever is hiring that person to write me a recommendation at the end of the process as to why they think this person is the best person for the role. Um, and I just think then that once they're on board, it's about it's about looking at what they can add to the culture. It's about making sure that the culture is one that brings the best out of people and, and brings the best to the business. But it's hard. It's really hard to find good people.
0: As you're talking, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that a lot of the, the kind of uh, questions we're asking, you have very sort of slick, feels like you have very kind of slick process driven operation. I'm a geek. Is that, is that from business yeah. school? Are you, do, are that, you yeah.
2: geeky?
1: Is that what yeah. it is? No, no, no.
2: This is all, I mean, my co-founder Andrew will agree with me. This is all the me side of the business. Like <laughs> people think I'm the brand. and I'm the, Actually, I'm the geek. I'm the one really? that's drawing up the process <laughs> docs. Because you can't, especially in our business where it's on a location basis and it's yeah. not everyone under the same roof. If if there isn't consistency, forget it.
0: So, but for somebody that's kind of fairly new, in, I mean, it's totally, totally opposite to the acting world and and working in film in New York and then coming back and then suddenly being this kind of slick, smooth operator. But maybe
2: that's why acting didn't work for me because I wanted to have a methodical approach. Yeah, that's why I studied method acting but (laughs) it wasn't methodical enough.
1: Yeah, but but, but is it? But is the acting world different? Because the acting world is about kind of uh, sort of surrounding yourself with individuals and getting on with them and kind of like acting around them and I feel like business is very much like that. You kind of have to put on a show and act and be this kind of person. So in fact it sort of enhances... Uh, whatever you're trying to achieve, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean what were the lessons you learned in film that you've put into Huckletry? Can't think
1: of many. Nothing, lessons. not really? one.
2: Never agree to a scene where you have to hold a fake gun because <laughs> at the end of the day your arm will fall off. I literally can't think of, of, of many. But again, you know, acting wasn't for me, so I'm not gonna draw many lessons from it.
1: But then what are your what do you think your how important do you think failing is at the beginning when you're starting something like Huckletry or starting whatever it is? Do you think failing is important because you learn from it?
2: Yeah, and I, I don't think you have to necessarily fail in a whole business venture in order to learn sure. from a failure. I know in America it's like, you know, failing is really seen as something to be celebrated, whereas yeah, here we're mandatory still a bit kind like, of you yeah, have to fail. And, and to some extent I agree with that. But I think, you know, there are daily failures that we all learn from. Um, and they can be anything from hiring failures, So getting far down the line with somebody that you think is going to join the team and you're already excited only to then discover that actually they've kind of pulled themselves out of the process and then having to manage the rest of the team and how they feel about that. You learn from that, right? And there are all these things that happen on a daily basis that actually teach you more than what the successes teach you.
1: Yeah. But, but that's interesting because if you then had to pick out, uh, what your kind of biggest preconception was or your biggest mistake you made when you started Huckle Tree, what do you think that would be?
2: I think that there wasn't one, but if I started a business again today, I would be able to speed it through to... um, Launch much faster than I did with Huckleberry. So you probably thought that we learnt, or launched Huckleberry seven years ago because you saw that was when it was um, registered in company's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how long it took me to get it from ideation to launch. Yeah. I did not know very, what I was doing. Very similar to us. Well, well. so we, well. we were a sweets yeah. company
0: without sweets for two years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Likewise. Yeah. Um,
2: and I think that's part of the beauty of somewhere like Huckleberry, and especially you know we have an accelerator program. You don't need to waste two years of your life figuring out what should I be doing next, what mm-hmm. comes next.
0: Just get it done.
2: Just get it done. And there are processes and people around you that can help you and guide you through it so that actually you have an idea and you should be able to raise the money within X months.
0: I think that's really, really useful advice. That's
1: super important. It's so useful. And that is one of my biggest things in life. Just get on and do it. And I think, you know, Woody Allen said it so well. He said uh, 50% of success is just turning up. A lot of people have great ideas and have great things, but actually don't do it. They kind of go, okay. And also the other thing is, is... as we know in all our industries, there is, if you have an idea, there is also five other people at this moment thinking about the same idea. And it's the first person who's going to get, go out and get it done and have the passion to go and do it. I really think that's such good advice. Just go out and go and do it rather than just waiting. What do you think then, to having just failed on the other side of that, what do you think your biggest success has been to date? Um,
2: good question. I think... Definitely something to do with my team. Mm-hmm. So I've hired a great team. Things change, obviously. So we are doubling in size this year, both in terms of team numbers, but also in terms of number of locations. Jesus,
1: that's huge.
2: Yeah, it's mental. So we're we're about 50 50 people I mentioned in the team now. That's set to double this year. And is year. that
0: scaling up ready for growth or to kind of match the growth you've already had? A bit
2: of both. Mostly to match the growth of the year, but a bit in like to look at future growth as yep. well. Um, but with that will come a huge cultural shift. And so the people that I'm going to be hiring now are going to be quite different than the people that I hired in the beginning.
0: How do you approach your sort of day-to-day life? What's a typical day in the life of Gabby?
2: Um, so it can be anything. I think what I've learned now is to really spend a lot of time focusing inwards. So focusing on helping my team. Like I said, team meetings quite frequently, catch-ups. Um, but I'd be lying if I said that my role hasn't changed a lot over the years. So even from last year to this year, it's completely different. Less, I wouldn't say less creativity, but obviously when the business gets to a certain size, you've got a lot of different people that are much more qualified than you doing, you know, different parts of the business. So today, um,
0: learning to let go, I guess,
2: learning to let go, learning where you are needed now Yeah. Um, and I guess my, my, I said it this morning, actually, in one of our team meetings, I could literally sum up, sum up my role as chief prioritization officer. <laughs> so I'm not doing anything. I'm just helping everyone else prioritize what they a really need good to do. I, mean,
0: I was going to ask you, how do you describe your role to friends and family or your job? How do you describe your job?
2: Um, well, I don't need to describe it because they all know, it, yeah. you know, everyone's like, how is work? <laughs> Everyone seems really interested in my work. And I'm yeah. just always
0: like,
1: oh, God, I'm just so, <laughs> so, so tired. <laughs> yeah. um, but
2: but I think it's literally that it's literally just making sure I have the best people in the right positions that I can possibly find and then making sure that they know how to prioritize what they should be doing.
1: But Gabby, you, Ed had this as well when Ed, uh, you know, Ed's managing director of Candy Kittens and he does it every single you know day, day to day. And what he had to find out, I'm talking for you, but he had to realize that in fact, his job was actually just managing people a lot of the time. And I think what a lot of people do is that when they start a business, they think, well, I'm going to be doing everything. I'm going to be taking the calls with the retailers or or talking to the clients or or doing this or doing that. But in fact, as you mentioned, being a boss and the best boss is a about allowing yourself to let go and realize you're probably not the best for a certain job and things like that.
2: But let go means that you were doing it in the beginning, and I think yeah. it's really important in the beginning to just do everything and learn every single part of the business. Yeah, you know. So if you're if you're running a restaurant chain, you know, work in the kitchens, do Have whatever, an
0: appreciation
1: it, for yeah, every aspect, and yeah.
2: know how it all works and what good people look like in that role.
1: Yeah. So it's it's really yeah it's it's really interesting, and I just think that. <laughs> What is the, I suppose, what is the biggest lesson that you learned? For example, uh, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I've kind of learned when starting a business and doing things is that, Got told this fact once, that someone said, business is paid in two currencies, cash and experience. Take the experience first and the cash will come later. Go do, go, don't go and do something because you want to make money, because that will fail. Do it because you actually have a love for what you do. And I think, supposedly, what I had to learn is I really had to realize I have to love it in order to do it. I got offered to do so many different things and I tried them out and it was probably a great idea, but because I didn't love it, it didn't work. What was your biggest lesson you've learned so far?
2: So actually, my lesson was was quite recent, mm-hmm. um, and it was that when you have team members that are underperforming, first of all, make sure that you have a solid system in place to allow people to know when they are underperforming without you having to tell them. Interesting. Um, so if it's objective driven or whatever it could be, but but when they are underperforming, you need to have that chat as soon as possible because mm-hmm. bringing people just kind of you know having them tag along is the worst thing that you can do both for them and for their experience. Um, in their career, but also for the business. And that, that's been a lesson for me. It, that, it sounds really obvious, but actually, you know, when you're starting a business and, and it's growing, you kind of think, oh, I need to be diplomatic. I need to make sure that people stay. I don't want people to leave the business, God. Yeah. But actually, people leaving the business is sometimes the best thing that can happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because
2: it, br- it makes that space for you to bring people. And on often once the- they
0: leave, you didn't actually realize how negative that was for you and for them. It's and, suddenly but, it's you- this massive kind of... The clouds have cleared.
2: Yeah, but even it, might, it may not have been negative. It may have just been that they were not the best person for the role, but they brought yeah. so many other good things that you didn't
1: want to let them go. Of course, it was good for them in the end to let you know, yeah. everybody's better yeah. off yeah. afterwards. Yeah, okay. And, you know, Ed and I are co-founders. Uh, you have a co-founder as well. How important is it to have a co-founder?
2: I think it's pretty important.
1: So do I. I I agree. I I think it's firstly, it's more exciting and it's, you know, 72% of businesses have a co-founder. But why do you think it's important?
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. So many reasons, but just having somebody there as your sense check. So Andrew and I, we share an office, but if he's like today, he was working out of our shortage space and I was in our HQ I, and I need him, you know, we're on the phone 10 times a day saying, okay, this happened, you know, what do you think? Or I'm about to offer this job to somebody, you know, can mm-hmm. you sense check me? <clears throat> but, you know, if you don't have that, who do you go to? Yeah. Do you bring that home? You can't ask anyone else in the team. Do you bring it home and offload it onto whoever lives with you? You yeah. can't really do that either. And they don't have the full view of the of the of the business. So for me, it's just having two people or more that can support each other through the day to day.
1: 100 percent yeah. And the best thing about Hakutry as well, I think you're being incredibly innovative where, you know, you we spoke of before about you being pregnant when you were going for the the funding and things like that. Um, but you're setting up nurseries isn't that right? Within Huckle Tree. So if you have women founders uh, coming in and doing their startup, they can put their kids into creches around the place. And so funny, my sister-in-law just got pregnant and she said, this is a thing that needs to happen. But she works for a law firm. It doesn't happen there. It's very tricky. And this should start happening in every business.
2: A hundred percent it should. Yeah. It's just so tricky when you have a child to deal with... Getting them to school, first of all, it's so expensive. Then you have to figure out who drops them there, logistically, how you do it. Then when they're so young, I mean, my son is in school until midday, so that's a nightmare, <laughs> you know, and he's far away. He's in Notting Hill. I'm in East London. You know, it's just a pain. Yeah. Um, I know in the States they're starting to put creches kind of in big, you know, areas where there are lots of corporates working in the same area. There'll be a creche that will service all of those corporates, and it's so much easier for the parents. Um so I think it's kind of us doing our little bit to help. Yeah,
0: I read the book um, from the Patagonia founder. Mm. Um,
2: let Them Go Surfing or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, Let My People Go Surfing, yeah. And they had a crash. I think, from kind of like, Real early doors. They're so innovative. This is like going back 25, 30 years. Well, and so. just
1: letting everyone just be relaxed and just yeah, creating yeah. that and, kind of and atmosphere, they wrote, which I mean, is in the book, fun. it
0: talks about the impact that that has on not just the parents in the office, but everybody else in, you know, again, creating that kind of sense of family and making people feel
1: like the company you work for cares about you. But mm-hmm. it is. It's so important, you know, and everyone sort of talks about Google and places like that where you're going, God, it's so great here, and perhaps that's a facade. I don't know. But it is so important to have a place where you can go and go, God, this is just great to work because if you if you excited to go into work because it's a fun place to 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 achieve things then the whole business as a whole is going to achieve so much more because everyone's happy there
2: and if you know that your workplace is a place that actually thinks about you so like you were saying you know it's not just for the parents but and the same thing about like if you you know if you lose a family member for Mm -hmm. example what do they call it it's um
0: Co- compassionate leave. Compassionate you
2: know. leave. Okay. So none of us want to think about that. Mm-hmm. But actually it could touch some and if not all of us at some point during during our careers. So you just want to know that you're working in a place where God forbid that happens, it's okay. You yeah. can go and you can be with your family and you can, you know, have that time Take together. Time. And when you're ready to come back to work, you can come back to work. And we had that recently in work. And I think it is about building a family. And it's just really about showing people that you care.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that comes back to how do you find the best people. And how do you make them stay? And I think it's so important to build a benefits package that isn't just about the free lunches and beer on tap and this that, and the other, but it's about, look, this is what we're going to do for you if God forbid someone dies. We want you all to be healthy. So it's about health insurance. We want you to be able to explore new horizons. So at the end of your third year, you'll have a sabbatical, which we'll pay for. You just have to go and do something really cool and come back and tell us what you've done. Those are the things that, you know, Google, yeah. I look up to Google on Facebook for. Yeah. Because that's what we want. Like, I don't need a cool office with lots of colours. I think I need a cool office. I need an office where people actually care. Yeah. But
1: you've kind of got both because you have cool (laughs) colours. You're just killing it. Gabby, and what is next for you? What is it? What is next? For Huckle Tree, for you, what is it?
2: Um, So for Huckle Tree, there are a lot of exciting things happening. Obviously, we're expanding, but that's just the business growing. I think what we're really excited about is kind of expanding our product line and doing things that maybe you wouldn't expect Huckle Tree to do, but we're going to start building them into either into our locations Can we or, get a
0: preview?
2: For example, one of the things we're doing this year is we're launching our own um, kind of plant cafes in some of our spaces and looking to roll that out and bringing that to our members nice. um, and other things that we may do that are a little bit more offbeat than that but just, you know, exciting things that are, are on the plans for us
1: Okay. Um, I love that you're pushing the boundaries. I think that's so great normally what happens is my experience is that everyone at the beginning starts to be so creative oh my god i want to do this and that and then you start to be successful in your own right and you go okay no i got to keep it like this but even if you are being successful whatever that is or how you define that but also still pushing boundaries i think that's epic and more people need to do that I really do.
2: I think in our, in my industry, if you don't do that, you become another. There are, like I said, so many co-working fans. Yeah. It's boring. You've yeah. got to do things differently. Um, and that's the fun as well. That's where I still get to be creative, you even though the business you kind of one mistake is. away
0: from Regis. At oh, any God, time.
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I get, yeah, I mean, I kind of see actually a lot of similarities. When we were thinking, Jamie and I were chatting before you arrived, and we were talking about the sort of similarities. We're a, a suite company challenging all of these kind of big, dated kind of slow moving ships that are in the the confectionery industry and actually you're doing something very similar and just happens to be office specs I suppose but what are the big challenges that you come up against in that old fashioned traditional world
2: So on the um on the building supply side it still operates very old fashioned and traditionally yeah. so it's still you know, you're dealing with kind of big corporates, and it's about like long, long leases. And I think we just we just wish that that whole process was just a little bit more agile and a little Mm -hmm. bit faster. Um, There are loads of challenges, I think, on a day to day. But I think for us, the main challenge is just keep on redefining what the workspace should look like. Yeah. And that's the fun
0: as well. And you mentioned that, you know, HuckleTree started and you had that sort of two years, just kind of working on it behind the scenes before anything was kind of public. What And then you said you would do it a lot quicker if you had your time again. What were the little tips you'd have in between to make it quicker and speed things up?
2: I I don't have a tip, but I think that there are so many, like I was saying, accelerator programs or or programs that can just help you know. The the problem is not knowing what to do next. The problem isn't, I know what I've got to do, but I'm going to procrastinate. You just don't know what to do. And I remember going to my brother and saying, right, um, I think I have the financial model, but how do I find investors? What do I do next? And I think going to an accelerator program can just help you speed through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of getting, getting on with things. things. Tip, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Is there something in your life that you you have routine that you do, whether that's meditation or that is, uh, you know, reading your 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 baby a, a story, whatever it is. What what is what is the thing that you do in life that you love to do?
2: So. You know, if you had asked me this rewind three years ago and I would be able to say, I do yoga every day, I meditate every day, get a bit of exercise, see friends, whatever, that's all gone to shit. Because <laughs> the minute you have a child, that ends, That ends. you just go home and you want to be with that child. And that yeah. is my one thing. And I look forward to it so much. At the end of a long day, no matter what's happened, I know I'm going home. I'm going to play with him for a little bit. He's going to have his bath. He's going to be really naughty because he is really naughty. Um, we're going to read his bedtime story because apparently it's super important to read them a story every night. Um, but that is my time. And that is my favorite part of the day. So I think that is the only thing that I can, I'm not going to tell you I have an app that I use every day because I don't. Yeah. Um, but that is my time of the day that I look forward to. And,
1: and what a great way to end on because it's so true. You can be running a business, you can be a fan, you can be doing all these things. But at the end of the day, you'll think that you love being most as a mum, And that's a pretty freaking cool thing to be. Uh, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Really interesting Uh, story. Huckle Tree, go and check it out. It is a pretty wicked space to go and work in. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, what a story, mate. What a story. Gabby hasn't done too bad, right? She hasn't done too bad at all. Also, now I feel like, now that we're friends, I feel like we can just go, hey, Gabby, can we get into Huckle Tree? Because I would really like to. I think space. we should move in. <laughs> Let's move
0: in straight away. She's done an incredible job. I think that the, the challenges that Gabby has faced over the journey of building Huckle Tree have been enough probably to put some people off, but she smashed through those, clearly is doing a great job. And I've been to Huckle Tree actually just a couple of weeks ago and What an incredible space.
1: Yeah, totally. My friends uh, are working in there. But again, what I think Gabby has done so well is creating a great culture. Huckle Tree has an amazing culture. And I think, honestly, I believe that creating an important, comfortable uh, nice culture within a business is fundamentally one of the most important things.
0: So true. And I come back to what we talked about at the beginning, you know, when we've had our first office space, that's when things started to feel real. So my advice to anybody listening that's thinking about starting out is to go and inquire about these kind of co-working spaces, have a look at Huckle Tree and others and, and work out if that could be the
1: home for your business. Yeah, Because you're part of a community. You know, this is why I have a problem with the educational system, because it's archaic. You're told not to collaborate, you're told not to copy, you're told that you have to cover your work and don't cheat and anything like that and this is why the co-working spaces are so great because you're in a community of people who are all doing the same thing trying to build a business all in the same kind of area so you can go and chat talk communicate collaborate with all of these different people from all different businesses in the same working space i think it's just great it's the future without a doubt it's the future buddy hey Gabriella, thank you so much for coming on move today thank you Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, it really does mean a huge amount. And we also hope today's podcast has inspired you to move towards your dream or passion. Now, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a comment. And if you'd like to get in touch, please email us at move at moveclub.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at moveclub. Until next time, this is Move.